0: Welcome to Salam Nerds podcast. We do recaps, reviews, and breakdowns of your favorite TV shows and movies. Yo
1: yo yo! It's My name is Steve, aka i my boy We are an Inclusive podcast that focuses on the voices that are ignored. We are all nerds here. Thank you to all our supporters. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and give us a good review. Oh yeah, yeah, salam nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. Jazz Bueller's Day Off.
0: <laughs> yes. I love the call back to Paris Bueller. <laughs> How many
1: episodes have you missed this year, bro? I think you've missed three episodes this year three already. Episodes.
0: Yeah, it was a weird time, man. Like you've been tardy. A bunch of events happened, and it was such an unfortunate sequence of events where I could not like do anything about it. It was just completely out of my control, and you know, here we are. <laughs>
1: So we had a theory that you were trying to distance yourself from the podcast because you're, like, running for, like, office or something, and, like, you just didn't <laughs> want to be associated with us anymore, and that's what <laughs> we thought you were doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I've been associated with y'all for, like, or this podcast for 140 episodes, and suddenly all oh, that's going to go away, right? <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. All right, and also we want to introduce you guys to Marley, back for a triple header.
2: I think you're, like, the first just... person who's been on three episodes in less than one month. I know, it, it almost kind of feels like I'm a regular on Slum Nerds. So, like, thanks thanks for having me, but I- You know what I that means? Ta- wait, wait, you know what that means? Your family. <laughs> family. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, hashtag family. <laughs> hashtag family. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I could talk about Ted Lasso, like, all day, so thanks for having me on. Like, Yeah. Th-
1: yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then this guy, I definitely can't wait to introduce you, man. He is one of my favorite people on Twitter. And that's Brandon, who's also from Ages of Fandom. I'm telling you, we're collecting you guys like infinity stones. <laughs> We've had all of you guys on the show. <laughs> we love you guys. We're basically like a sister channel to you guys now.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we we definitely love you guys as well. And uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show.
1: So, so I want to I want to find out, did you follow me before I went on BD's uh, thing or uh, you found me on BD's phase one podcast?
3: So I found you because you were tweeting about Miss Marvel and um, and I think I retweeted you. And because BD follows me, he saw that- the retweet and that's how he found you.
1: That's what I was thinking. So for the longest time, that's what I assumed happened. And I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. I was like, wait, is that what happened? So it's because of you, we have this platform right now, which is pretty crazy. It's like the butterfly effect. Like just one guy does one thing and so many things just fall into place. And now we're on StreamYard and we have all these followers and stuff like that. And like, yes, from you, bro. That's crazy.
3: You know what? I'm. I, I, I was just so enamored with your post and I was like this is a perspective we've never seen before or that I had never seen before and it was so unique and, and I loved what you were saying and I was just like I just want to retweet you and and next thing I know amazing people like BD saw you and, and here we are.
1: That is awesome man. I, that's what I thought happened and I was like you know what man I'm going to bring you on the show and find out if that's really what happened but that is so cool. <laughs> That is amazing, man. We I love you, man. You are always like retweeting, uh, my stuff, and you're always like putting up these articles. I read some of the articles that you've written. You've write some really good articles, and you wrote a really good one about Ted Lasso. Ah, uh, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah. Ted, what, what What was the Ted Lasso one called?
3: Uh, so I wrote um the top ten episodes of Ted Ted Lasso, and uh, that was basically just just that. It was a. a Sort of a sort of a series retrospective uh, in a way, um, just uh, counting down my personal 10 favorite episodes. And um, and yeah. And then I, I also uh, covered the season finale or series finale or whatever we want to call it. Um, awesome. so, uh,
1: yeah. Where can where, where can people find that? I want to give people a chance to find some articles the
3: uh, because they're so well written. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so you can find everything on agents and, um, and you can also check out all of the recaps that, uh, that my colleagues over there have also done. So, uh, so our guy, TJ war covered most of the season. Um, uh, our, our buddy Adam Blevins, who is, uh, who is in the chat right now, actually yeah, we see <laughs> covered some of the, uh, some of the early episodes this season, check, Check them out. Um, Adam is an, an incredible writer, one of the best writers I know. So definitely go and check out his work
1: um, and everybody else's work over at Agents of Fandom. Look at that. Look at that. That's awesome, man. I can't believe that. Uh, we love you guys. I love reading your stuff. Jazz, why don't we have a blog? Why don't we have writers? <laughs> do you want to? No, not really. Because then I got to right do then, work. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Writing so hard. I have terrible grammar. I can barely speak. <laughs> Uh, I I did write one article, though. I wrote an article about uh, polite society. That's the only article that I've ever written, and it actually did pretty well, surprisingly well, then maybe we should start a of blog Nebs. No, uh, no, man. That's a lot of work, man. Like,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> I had to check my grammar and shit. It was so well,
2: hard. One step at a time. One step at a time. I know. <laughs> first of all, Jazz, why don't you start showing up first before you start making oh, blogs? Oh, Jazz fired. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right. See, so that's how Jazz works. He just, like, he, he, he suggests things. and he, yeah. He's, like, the CEO of Slum Nerds, where he, 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 he suggests, and then just, yeah. like, Nebs, you do everything, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Delegate it
0: to the to the people that work, right? Jazz is beard,
1: and I'm Ted Lasso. I'm Ted Lasso, and he's beard, basically. That's not, that's. Not he 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 goes to nightclub that night and comes back with different pants. <laughs>
2: That was a great episode. It's one of my favorite episodes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny because it's happened. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get into it, man. Let's talk about Ted Lasso. Um, We're going to mostly be talking about the finale, but don't feel like you have to only talk about the finale. If there's things that you want to talk about from this season or from Mm -hmm. past seasons, uh, feel free to talk about it. There's some stuff that I'm probably going to share that, like, um, might go back, like, maybe two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, it's a free-for-all. I, I We've never covered uh, Ted Lasso before, so feel free to talk about anything. But this episode, this finale, was amazing to me. I think it hit the nail on the head. There were so many amazing callbacks to, like, the first episode in the first season. There were some things that I did not love uh and i feel like a few people in the beginning were kind of like okay maybe it's lacking a little bit but like it picked up exactly where it wanted to uh and i really really enjoyed it so let's get an overall uh idea of like what you guys thought of the finale uh what's we'll that with Brendan?
3: i absolutely love this finale um i thought it was a really strong way to end the season i thought that it tied up all of the um all of the storylines really well i thought that it stayed true to the themes of the show. Um, I feel like the central theme of the show is forgiveness. And, wow. uh, and I feel like that theme was very well represented throughout this finale um, and, and th- really throughout the season. Um, and I was really happy with um, just the way that they also sort of left it open in case they decide to um, bring back the show in some capacity and I um, was just very happy, very pleasantly surprised, and um, just uh, very thrilled
1: overall. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. I think forgiveness was a really big part of this season. In fact, um, one of the things that is really interesting, what uh, that I really loved, was the part where you see them point at the belief sign And Mm it's not there anymore. And you see that it was ripped up, but all of them kept a little piece of it with them at all times. And then what they do is they go and they put it together. And then what we find out later is that Nate actually went back and glued it with glue that is gold which is the japanese art of uh kintsugi i believe Mm -hmm. yeah where you like when you break something but you put it back together with gold so it's even stronger Mm -hmm. and one of the main things that you take away from that is like forgiveness that's what it means which i think is really really cool um so yeah great points marley what about you what did you think of uh this season
2: I thought this finale was actually really strong, even though this entire season has been kind of like there were some missteps like here and there, mm-hmm. like all the stuff that was going on with Nate about him kind of just leaving like mm-hmm. um uh West Ham West Ham United just like randomly mm-hmm. like it lit, I think it was like the start of episode 7 like he literally just leaves like the like the show doesn't like address that at all but I totally agree with Brandon and you Niebs, that that there were so many callbacks like in the finale to like even season 1 that I totally appreciated and I have I've watched like a lot of Jason Sadek's kind of like like reactions to like this finale and he always said that Like it, the the show was planned for like three seasons, and I I think when he's when he says stuff, when he says stuff like that, he's meaning like I think like the show kind of like spread, it kind of like grew into something that he didn't really expect it to grow into. So when he says three seasons, he was like, well, we didn't really expect it to turn into like this wonderful show about forgiveness and like mental health and like talking about like, and 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 talking about how uh, like. How to even talk about like your feelings with like uh with like your friends and like the people the, the people that you care about? So it kind of grew into something that he didn't really expect. So he, it, I honestly feel like it's gonna like like this is really Ted's like ending at this point, and then the the spinoffs are gonna be like it's gonna be like a oh, like a Roy series or even a Nate series. Like I I don't think this is the end of uh of of the Richmond way. So, <laughs> but yeah, yep. that's.
1: I, I think they hinted at that in the tweet that you sent me today. There was a yes. tweet where they say, <laughs> something's cooking. So we'll we'll see. We'll see about that. But I'm really glad you brought up the point about mental health because mm-hmm. for the longest time, like, I in my friend group is, oh, have over, always been known as the optimist, the fun guy who's always so happy, like, very much like a Ted Lasso type. <laughs> uh, and I always thought, like having mental health issues and stuff like that would kind of be like, why would somebody like me have mental health issues uh, if I'm so happy all the time? And like, cause Ted Lasso genuinely is happy. And then when I saw his character and his panic attacks, I was like, Whoa, that shit happens to me. And that was the, that what inspired me to to get therapy for the first time in my life and i learned so much about myself i learned about attachment theories i I learned about um what you call it ptsd and all this stuff that happened to me as a kid and like for the longest time i didn't want to accept that like i could get help from that because i thought of myself as a very happy optimistic person which i think i am but that doesn't mean you're immune to like any kind of issues and like when seeing a character like ted lasso who's so wholesome that everybody loves also have this issue really made me think and was like you know what maybe i should look into therapy too and that's why this i said it on twitter before but this show literally changed my life which is really really uh amazing that's why i love this show uh which, Jas- yeah uh, go ahead
2: uh i i just wanted to add on to that just like a little bit which i find that like in- incredible like a show like ted lasso can change ev- like everyone's life like just like what you said Neebs. and the origins of the show like how this show even started like it was really just like an nbc like promotional bit to get like americans yeah. like into football and the fact that like we're three seasons in and we're talking about like how this like show allowed us to like, like think about our mental health. We go to therapy. It's like, I think that's incredible. And it's just like, I don't know. I love the show so much. So
1: it's, it's a great show, man. And, yeah. and I love it. And I, I like the fact that you, you kind of talked about, you know, uh, the way it just changes people's lives yeah, shows can do that for two people. Sometimes it's crazy. (laughs) Jazz, what about you, man? What are your thoughts about this uh, season finale?
0: I want to echo what Marley was saying. Like there were moments in this season where I was just like, Oh no. Oh no. This is going to be a bad season. This is the end of Ted Lasso. It's going to go down and not a blaze of glory. It's going to be a shit show at the end, but, uh, at the very end they did tie it all back together especially in the last couple episodes i was like oh i didn't see that coming okay all right <laughs> you got me back well done guys well done and so nice yeah it, it was you know like nate being the bad guy and you had a uh, zaba which is based off of Zlatan ibrahimovic and like yeah like you see all these things you're just like ah oh, uh, okay all right um I, i'm not happy with it but then you know, they did tie it all together. Everyone ended up getting the redemption arcs and it was pleasant at the end and I was very happy about that.
1: Yeah, so let's go in and let's dissect this episode because there's a lot of stuff happening and I know you talk about the Zavo thing. I know that wasn't a lot of people's favorite. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to get any hate for this, but like I, I, I didn't see Keeley's storyline going anywhere. Like that was a little bit of like, it ended and then like, I don't know where it went. I think they were just kind of like stalling for time until they can get back to the Roy and, um, you know, uh, Jamie and her uh, storyline. I don't know. What did you guys think of the whole Keely? I mean, like, it was fine, but it didn't really connect to the bigger story.
0: It felt like it was there just for the sake of being there. I feel like they didn't just, like, write out Keely completely. They needed to give her something to do. Sure. That's what it was um really she was the side character in roy's arc uh because you know you see roy grow up even in this season as well as the last couple seasons and so i feel like she's just there for that purpose and the show didn't really explore much of her beyond you know just the relationship and all that uh you know, it just felt like it was somebody there. I didn't, I, I'm, yeah,
1: I, I would have loved to that. see her as like a girl, as a businesswoman without the whole Jack storyline. Like, I don't think the Jack storyline was needed. Just her learning the ropes and her dealing with her friend who she hired. I think all of that was valid. Uh, the love storyline didn't really work for me. Uh,
2: Marley, what about you? What do you think of the uh, Keely storyline? I think. Keely is kind of, it, 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 her character has always been kind of frustrating because I understand like where the writers were trying to go. They're trying to like make like this, this character be like a strong, like independent woman kind of like strike out like on her own and like the mistakes that she kind of has to go through and kind of like dealing with her own mental health. I feel like Keely and even like pretty much most of the side characters, even in this finale, they it's almost like they struggled with like so many like storylines like going on at the same time and they could only wrap up like so many. So they really just focused on Ted's and Rebecca's. So I, if they do, I'm pretty sure they are going to do a spinoff. So I'd like to see more like, like uh, more focus on like Keely, because I feel like all of the, the stuff there is really interesting, especially her dating like, like Jamie and also Roy at like different times and how yeah. Jamie and Roy had to like actually uh, the Jamie and Roy in my opinion is like my favorite like storyline throughout the entire show how they basically became like enemies to lovers like it's like it's, it's like an <laughs> yeah. enemies to lovers sort of sort of sort of thing because they both hated each other and then at the end they became like they still I wouldn't say that they love each other they still kind of like have sort of some have some sort of resentment towards each other but they're like they they still have this respect like which is it's so it it, it's needed so much in television now just because it's either you hate someone or you love someone the fact that there's two male characters that that can kind of have like i love you man but hey that's my girl or something like that i think that's kind of i think it's a really cool and refreshing
1: One of the things that I really liked about that was uh, at the end where he goes, you can watch me eat a kebab. But if you go to the seasons earlier, he said the kebab place is his church. He took Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso found him there, and the kebab place was his church. So I really thought that was funny. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts about the Keeley storyline? You know, I thought uh,
3: particularly in in this episode, you know, Keeley wasn't given much to do, as as you guys Mm -hmm. mentioned. Um, You know, I looked at it more like I think – Keely, she's always struck me as a character who has always known her self worth, and right. I, that's sort of what we saw when she didn't choose Jamie or Roy, um, because I think that she's in a place now where she's sort of outgrown both of these guys, and both of these guys are still like fighting over her, and they, you know, I I almost felt like both of those both of those guys kind of regressed a little bit because they were kind of. Back to sort of fighting over her, rather, yeah. um, y- you know, rather than sort of being more more mature about it. And and I was happy to see Roy have a bit more growth later on in the episode when he uh, asked to join the Diamond Dogs and everything. But the uh, Diamond
1: Dog. Uh, yeah, ar- at ar- the very ar- end. Very ar- 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 <laughs> ar-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love but, that. That was so good. Yeah, man. I I. I love Keely. I, I love Keely's character, but um, it does feel like maybe they were sort of holding back a little bit because they know what they want to do with her maybe later on in a spinoff, perhaps. Um, but I love overall, the
1: idea of a women's scene, which they were hinting at. That would be I,
3: amazing. I love that I would be seated so fast for that
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly uh, I guess it makes sense as you mentioned that it's for a different show because like it felt like her storyline was reset like to baseline from what we've seen like she didn't gr- like she grew then she came right back down and i think uh, you're, you're probably right that if they are gonna put in another show they want a baseline so they can redo the growth again and see how that goes really. that
1: makes sense that makes sense uh what did you guys think about the um the The uh, fake out of Rebecca and Ted in the beginning of the episode, I I was for a second they had me for a second, but I was like, no, no, they couldn't.
2: (laughs) Marley, did they get you? They they sort of got me a a, a little bit, but in a way, I've always believed like this whole Rebecca and kind of Ted, will they, won't they, like sort of like aspect is sort of like just there for like for the audience, just to kind of have like to play around with it. I think Rebecca and Ted, like throughout the entire season, has had like the most interesting relationship because season one, like we all know that Rebecca hires Ted because she wants to take down AFC Richmond because like she wants to get back at her ex-husband, and which is the plot to Major League. If I don't know if any of you ever watched the movie Major League, <laughs> but that's the same exact plot,
1: and <laughs> that's what is really funny about it.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's and. The, just Ted's like a, like entire approach during all of this because like he's he's coming off of like winning like uh like the championship like for the football team that he for the uh, hand egg I'm gonna call it hand egg because it's not actually football <laughs> but uh, but uh, he so he's kind of like ri- riding high and kind of like coming into an like an unknown situation so he's just like has like this most positive attitude and the way he could just kind of like just treats uh, treats Rebecca where she's basically like putting him down. And he's just like, he's just like, we're we're just going to try our best. And I'm just like, and the way the, uh, where Rebecca like ends, like at, at the very end, she's like begging Ted to like, stay saying that this team needs you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Rebecca is like my favorite arc throughout this entire, throughout this entire like series. Like it's, it, it's absolutely incredible. But yeah.
1: Speaking of which, I am a big fan of like platonic. Male female relationships, I feel like there's not enough of that. There's always like love interest and like something going on, but like, as someone who's known to friend zone a lot of people, I I love a good, uh, freaking platonic relationship, man. I feel like (laughs) it's not bad to have a lot of female friends, man. It's all good. Um, what did you think about the uh uh, fake out, Brandon?
3: I was scared, (laughs) (laughs) uh, because you know, when he walks in and they're like not really even like making eye contact do you want to talk about it no i'm not ready to talk about it yet. i'm like what are they doing what are they doing (laughs) and once beard walked in with the you know then i was like okay okay i all right you know and um i think my favorite part of that entire scene is rebecca sort of looking at beard out of the corner of her eye and just sort of
2: like no, <laughs> Winting. <laughs> so I, I I know we're 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 talking about like Rebecca Rebecca and Ted, but no one ever talks about Ted and Beard. Like where's that? Like mm. I know that they they've worked each other, but it's just like. It, it is Pride Month. I'm just saying. It's just like they yeah. could they have a fling I'm or something out. like that. So I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I,
1: I did like their explanation about like why Ted and the Be- and Beard are so close because yeah. like Ted, he basically stole his car. He did all these horrible things. He was on what crack or meth or something like that, uh-huh. and and he bailed him out. And like when a friend does that for you, you're like, I will walk to the ends of the earth for you, mm-hmm. right? And they have this like strong relationship. And he forgave. Uh, beard which is what let beard forgive nate and i thought that the way for that whole thing to come full circle was a great story and i really like their friendship too uh, <laughs> and then beard is more into a toxic relationship so i don't think he would fit well with ted
2: <laughs> well <laughs> he, opposites he, do attract opposites hey, do attract
1: he <laughs> loves the danger as his girlfriend <laughs> you know from his girlfriend <laughs> jane is her name i think <laughs> jane yeah oh man that that is crazy um, but yeah, I, I think Ted uh, also grew as a soccer coach because he didn't even know what off size was and then he was the only one that noticed that that one kick was offside uh at the end of the game. And I thought that was pretty <laughs> sweet. And like he used Nate's play at the end too. so you could see them all growing and just like all of these callbacks are just so great. What do you guys think of the callbacks during the the final game? uh Brandon, you go first.
3: I love them. Um, I loved the uh, the callback uh, to that particular play that that you were mentioning. I love, yeah. um, you know, and uh, that like Sam Obisanya is one of my favorite characters. So the fact yes. that one like, make make the winning goal, like I was very happy about that. Um, I also loved uh, the callback of Ted dancing with the team at the end. The Running like,
1: Man, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I I thought that it was really strong and it, it felt it, it it felt like a real full circle moment and it made it feel like a real sort of series finale. Um, it it, it it had a note of finality to it that I really liked, but at the same time leaving things open for a possible future.
1: Yeah, right. especially when you see them come out with the new jackets, you're like, hmm, new jacket. Seems like they're trying to do a new new thing right here. Were you gonna say Marley?
2: I, I I'd never thought I would cry at a white man doing running man, so, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, uh, but that that scene like it, it, it brought it brought me so mu- it brought me to tears so much. Uh, but I would love to see if we're since we're talking about spin offs constantly, that's yeah. one that I would like to see as a prequel of seeing yeah. Ted kind of like teaching like his the the original team because. Mm. One of my favorite things, like about like Ted Lasso, is like, yeah, Ted wasn't really the greatest at, at, at coaching like football. He didn't know a lot about football, but what it, what it, it, like, coaching like you, it's important to know a lot about the sport, but it's also important to teach these men and turn them into better people than when they walk onto yes. the pitch. And mm-hmm. I, the fact that Ted Lasso stressed that. Like so, like so many times throughout this throughout the series, was it, it warmed my heart just because it's like it's not it's not always about it's not always about like what happens like on the on the pitch. It's what happens like outside. So, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. All right. And we see the exact well, let's contrast. Take
0: a
2: moment the... to talk about. Uh... Oh, go ahead, Jazz.
0: Yeah, we saw the exact contrast with the what's his face from the other team. Like when they just had the scandal and everything, the off-field, you know antics happening uh Rupert was like all angry pissed throughout the entire thing and you know by the end of it you know even his fans are calling him a wanker and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> you got exactly what you deserved and so you see the the difference between what a wholesome group it feels like and what Rupert's group feels like and so I'm glad they showed that dichotomy yeah. at the very end as well
1: so good. I wanted to take a second to read the comments, aka Brendan's fan club, right here. <laughs> so let's let's, uh, let's read some of their comments. <laughs> let's Jeez, see what we got yeah. here. I want to make sure. Uh... We got a lot of comments. Hold on. Let Brendan cook. That's my favorite one. Let Brendan cook. <laughs> I like that. that was uh, I see. seen what someone asking
2: about uh, about. Um if if success if Ted Lasso is like a succession and I think that I haven't seen succession but I think that they're totally different like uh they're go- they, they're they going for totally different things from what I've seen from the outside of the succession like Ted Lasso is like more positive and succession is kind of like from what I've seen like on Twitter like no no spoilers but there's there, there's a lot of like heart heartbreak like in this, like there's heartbreak in Ted Lasso, but it's it's more of like a more uplifting heartbreak as opposed to like just, yeah, helping. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso succession. There it is. Here's the comments. Of course, it's Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Uh, everyone likes the enemies to to lovers idea. <laughs> and
2: then, uh, oh, let's just do it. Do it. <laughs>
1: ryan said they almost had me in the second half as well during the airport scene oh yeah that yeah. is true that is true
0: that was so close yeah. but i mean at that point i was just like there's no way at this point there's no way they're not gonna do it now this is so good like they're not gonna screw this up
1: yeah exactly yeah. ted dancing was on the good place oh i didn't know it was on the good place that's pretty crazy mm-hmm.
2: oh maybe ted are they is that a joke yeah so like it's that, a, th- uh ted dancing yeah. yeah ted dancing yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh ted dance and oh that's yeah. so funny <laughs> i didn't even get that
1: there it is I was like, <laughs> oh my it. god wait for it it, it took <laughs> me a second it took me a second all right all right cool um all right and uh the other thing that i wanted to talk about was the psychic, the psychic and all the stuff that she talked about and yeah. And how the predictions came true. Jazz, what are your thoughts about the the predictions coming true? (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, uh, so, uh, Rebecca, because like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, Rebecca becomes a mom and, uh, in two ways one she's the matriarch of the football team which is you know a word she didn't like but she also meets the flying dutchman which with an airplane man from the a pilot from the from like amsterdam which i thought was pretty funny so i like how that all came together Ben. what are your thoughts on rebecca's uh future i really liked
3: it because um i was a big fan of the Amsterdam episode where she spent the entire night on the houseboat with the guy who we don't even know his name. I don't think, do we?
1: No, I just call him the Flying Dutchman because he flies planes <laughs> and he's Dutch.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I was a big fan of of that um, of that storyline, and I think it, it really showed Rebecca what she deserves. And I think that um, that. Yeah, you know, I I was fully expecting him to show up in the episode somewhere at some point, but once we started getting toward like the last 5 minutes, I was like, okay, maybe he's not going to show up, maybe her storyline isn't going to wrap up the way I think. And then when when the little girl trips outside and then her father steps into frame and it's him, I was um I was very happy about that. I thought that it was um it was a cool way to sort of um give her that future that's been hinted at. Over the course of, I think, what, the past like season and a half now uh, with all of the predictions from the Psychic. Yeah. Um, yeah, The the only thing that I didn't quite get is um, is why Sam's uh, matchbooks, why that was a, a part of the Psychic's uh, predictions. But, you know, overall, I, I feel like they uh, wrap that up pretty nicely.
1: Mm, I'm sure there's probably a reason that we probably miss. I like how everyone saying we ship, we ship. Technically, mm-hmm. we don't ship. We plane because he's a pilot. No, I'm just kidding. That's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Please ignore that. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm gonna help for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all right, you, 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 uh, you know who you know who I hated. Uh, it, there's one character out of everyone that I hated more than Rupert, more than everybody. Is that goddamn Dr. Jacobs who stole Ted's girl. What an ass. How are you going to be a marriage counselor and steal the man's girl? <laughs> Bro. That
0: and just was, like. Oh, it, like, oh, Marley, go ahead. You know what? You go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Jazz. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, okay. So I was going to get into it. Like, yo, that should never be allowed. If you are in couples therapy, or, like you're the, you know, physician or doctor in charge of this. Like, under no circumstance should you ever date a client. Like, that is so yeah. unethical. And, like, oh, my God. He was just such so bad. I was not happy with any of that.
1: It's not like, even stealing a client. It's stealing uh, – uh, you're dating a client who's was married to, like, another client of yours. Come on. That's right. crazy. Like, it's
0: so bad.
1: Yeah, Ted's a better man than me because <laughs> – <laughs> I would fly down there and I'd be fighting people. <laughs> uh Brandon, what are your thoughts about Dr. Jacobs? I don't like him. <laughs> Great. <No>. I love
0: him.
3: <laughs> Simple.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, and and I mean, like all of the moments where we're seeing uh Michelle and uh and and their son watch the game and and Dr. Jake is there and he's sort of I don't know, making these sort of passive aggressive comments about the game and not even paying attention. Like most of the time he's like looking at his phone, like, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it really annoyed me that that's what he was doing. And then of course, all of the, um, all of the ethical issues with him dating Michelle after, you know, after she was his client and with Ted and it, yeah, I didn't he like
0: that. His license. Like that's just not acceptable.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, Marley, what were you saying? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like him either, and I love that the writers know that the audience just hates him just because of like Brandon, like you said, like all of like the (laughs) passive aggressive comments that he was saying. But I'm gonna take the Ted approach because uh, Ted will always be like. Like he's not about revenge. He's not about like he's not yeah. about taking revenge. He's just like, no, what he's gonna get what's coming for him. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna see my son. I'm gonna coach like I'm gonna coach him uh in soccer. And then you know what he's gonna get He's just gonna get back together with that. That's what that's what I'm hoping. Just like he's gonna it, he's gonna win back win back like his ex. That's what that's what that's what I'm hoping. That's my that's my whole like. Theory right there. Well, so. in the last scene,
1: we did not see Dr. Jacob when he went to go see uh, his kids, so he may not be in the picture. So we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, but nope, that was pretty good. What did you guys think about? I think we talked a little bit about this, but Nate's storyline of him. <laughs> you know like he was becoming such a great villain like I hated Nate but I think his switch to forgiveness was a little fast I, I feel like it, it should have been you know it should have been a little tougher a little bit but they were pretty easy on him Uh, but then when you go you find out they didn't just give him his job back they made him assistant to the kit manager which is a little office reference <laughs> so he's got to walk earn his way back which I thought was kind of fair but him and uh, the way he left it off at Rupert, it was a little vague. Like, they kicked him off the team because he wouldn't hook up with women with Rupert? Is that what the story was? Or did I miss something?
3: I think so, because um, I, I recently rewatched that episode. And I think it's, it's implied at the very beginning of the episode that he quit because he didn't want to... Um, I I guess he basically didn't want to engage in that sort of behavior, especially because he was with Jade and he was uh, happy Mm. with her. So it's, it's sort of implied at the beginning of that episode that he actually quit and that uh, Rupert didn't fire him. But when, uh, when, when Rebecca asks Rupert later in that episode, or I think it might've been maybe even the following episode, what happened with Nate, he sort of puts on this face, like Nate just couldn't hack it. But you know, I it, it it seems to be pretty implied that uh, that Nate was the one who actually said, "I'm going to leave this
1: situation." That's kind of good on Nate. I stick with his girl. Did not you know partake in want want to be in that toxic environment? I respect that. Uh, too bad it took him like you know taking all his frustrations out on Ted to get there. Uh, but obviously, you know, Ted did forgive him. Uh, Jazz, yeah. what were you going to say?
0: I'm. Let's go back to the first episode of the season when, you know, there was that news conference, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even then, you know, Nate, like, at the end of last season and now in the beginning of this season, like, he was such a horrible human being. Like, I, gen- <laughs> like Niamh said, I genuinely hated him, right? He just but spit then, in the
1: screen in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but there were flashes of Nate's redemption arc throughout the whole season and you could pick on like certain instances for me it was that news conference right where he was talking about getting to know the players but then he couldn't finish that line right because Mm -hmm. I think at that point he realized what he did become and I think that was a setup for it so it wasn't like just blind for me like we knew was coming I don't think it was too quick in the sense that you know it was built up to it uh, it was quick in the sense that they forgave him very easily and honestly forgiveness should be that easy like mm. life goes on guys like you know we don't have to always you know hold things against people. grudges like, yeah just, had to away. just forgive and move on you don't forget but you know fair fixing.
1: that's fair Marley what about you what do you think about uh, what do you call it? his uh, story arc
2: I, I will agree with you Nebs that I think that his, it was very much rushed and I felt like the writers were kind of like kind of scrambling at the very end to be like oh how do we how do we wrap this all up but i do think what is nice is that the even like in season two like with nate kind of like struggling with like the team doing really well like under uh under his plays and he not actually getting the credit but people actually calling him like he's like he was the wonder kid and him thinking that if he left the team like the grass would be all, like greener on the other side and then season three realizes like that like it, it's just like what you said jazz like like the the grass isn't greener and like he's he's kind of become like what what, what he didn't want to become so mm-hmm. i think even though it was rushed it kind of made sense because i think we've all made like decisions like that where we left like a, like a previous position thinking like oh yeah like i like like i, I i'm going to do way better than them i'm going to show them and then realize like no, you know what my previous place was actually better than where, where I'm currently at. But I, I think that's what the writers were trying to do. I think if they had like more episodes, they could have like fleshed that out a little bit more. But I think what, what the most interesting part from season three for me is, is Nate's like depression, like episode. Yeah. Him, like going uh, yeah. back, really him good. going, him going back to his parents and kind of rediscovering like what he loved about his youth where he picked up the violin and I personally really wanted his arc to be that he would kind of like quit soccer altogether and take take on like uh, and and become like a musician because I I'm not sure if any of us like watch sports at all but there I, like I'm a big San Francisco Giants fan and there was a third base coach that was a, like he won like three World Series for the team and then like then retired and became a jazz musician. So I was hoping <laughs> that the writers would kind of like tap in to like a like a story like that like just because like you're doing one thing right now doesn't mean th- that has to be like your thing for your entire life. Like d- mm. like do what what do what makes you happy like at at that point but I don't know. Like what 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 do you think about that? That's a...
1: I, I really did love the whole thing with his dad where they talked about it and you learned that he actually genius like he is a very smart intellectual person Mm -hmm. and he is good at everything he does uh, but he seems to give up on it because of the pressure that his parents put on him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is probably why he got a job at the kitman. is a very low pressure job, even though he was smart enough to come up with plays and stuff like that, right? So mm-hmm. he kind of gave us a more idea of like how his character came to be. And I feel like they did a great job with that. I, I did like his character development in mm-hmm. terms of like who he is and what kind of stuff that he suffered from and how his depression came. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think, they did the whole leaving the team, coming back to the team part a little quick, but I did love the fact that the team came up to him and they were like, "Yeah, we're ready to forgive you, Ted." And it wasn't even Ted's idea, you know. Uh-huh. And he's also writing Ted this letter, which the actor actually tweeted and he shared the letter, which I thought was really really cool. And uh, it, it's a pretty like heart found letter, and I really really like it. But I like that he came back as the man. I think Emma's saying the same thing in the comments. It, it was like he didn't come back. Everything forgiven, but it's kind of like okay, let's start from scratch, and 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 I dig that.
3: And you know, I, I actually had a thought on uh, on Nate's entire arc because I've I've seen a lot of discourse online about his arc and whether it makes sense, and and a lot of people were like, "Where is his arc even going?" And the way that I sort of you know, because I was sort of in that boat, but then I thought about times in my own life where. You know, maybe someone has uh, has maybe done something uh, that hurts you or something. And instead of it sort of following a linear path, they sort of bumble and fumble their way through the entire situation. And they don't it's like they almost don't know how to how to make things right. And so they sort of just they're sort of all over the place. And I feel like that's sort of what Nate's arc was. And I almost feel like Nate's arc wasn't even about Nate. I feel like it was more about Ted and more about mm-hmm. Ted's capacity to forgive him rather than Nate doing anything to earn Ted's forgiveness. So it it sort of almost made me feel like in a way that Nate's arc felt very realistic in a way because people, you know, because Sort of um, getting to forgiveness is rarely perfect, and it's never, you know, it, it doesn't make for necessarily the most amazing narrative arc, but yeah. it feels very realistic. And it feels like people we know when they when they screw up, but they don't know exactly how to get back to uh, back in your good graces. Yeah. So that's sort I, of how, how I looked at his arc this season.
1: I really do agree with your thing about how it's it's really reflective of Ted's forgiveness because honestly, like there are times in my life I'd be like, what would Ted Lasso do, right? Like you got to think about it. And I feel like a lot of that time uh, he would forgive in, in a lot of situations. And and, I, and I'm down for that. Uh, But another uh, arc that I want to talk about is Jamie arc. I mm-hmm. thought his arc was really great. When he first started the team, he had Icon written on his hat and he thought he was like, the biggest shit and he thought he was going to be the main guy and then he became such a team player and you can tell like he just changed like when they had a i think when they went around and they they had the box where they were putting money in he put gum in there and then this time around he put like extra money in there and told uh nate Don't tell anybody, right? So he's really grown as a person. And then he's, like, putting in two-a-days where basically he's working out with the team, then he's working out with Roy. Haven't had beer in, like, a month, right? So he's really, like, upped his game, but he's also, like, been disciplined, and he's becoming a more, like, good person in general. So I really liked seeing his arc. Uh, Marley, what are your thoughts about Jamie?
2: Uh, Jamie, I I personally think that the, the actor that plays jamie uh, for season three he was carrying this entire season because mm. the, the the episode when ted brings the team down to the sewers and we get yeah. like that whole memed i feel like out of all the episodes that was the one that everyone was talking about the most but his but jamie when jamie was like basically like the team was getting like all this like hate like online and jamie just like speaks up and just says poope. Let it <laughs> and I'm just Y'all like like, it, it, like that like it, it really shows like a lot like just like how just Jamie kind of like treats just like life even like when he wasn't uh when he was like kind of like supposedly like like the guy like the number one guy he's just like kind of just let everything like flow off off his back and just like I I don't know. I just think everything that he everything that he was going through like with Roy too become like the I I know like in the comments people were talking like people like the whole enemies the lovers thing. But yeah. I just like that the, their their relationship there where they were able to like uh mend it, even though Roy is kind of like still kind of like he's like I don't I don't love you that much but it's just like yeah it's just uh, I think Jamie was definitely like the strongest for like season three for sure,
1: but yeah, and, and you see the influence that Jamie had on the rest of the team because, uh, in the episode where Keeley's nudes come out, I thought that was a really good episode because you saw the team they're having a locker room talk and they're just talking shit, and then when it comes out about Keeley, you know, there's two people on the team who really care about her, their entire mood changed. The entire team is like, mm-hmm. No, we're gonna delete all of these pictures. We can't be treating women like this. And mm-hmm. I really liked that episode. I thought it was really good. And then at the end, you find out that it was actually Jamie's fault, but Keely forgives him because that's not the same Jamie and he just, you know, made a mistake. He left it in his email or something. Um, I really liked that part. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Uh, Jamie Tart has my favorite arc of
3: the entire series. Um, Jamie You and-
1: Tard- oh.
3: know, at the beginning of season one, I couldn't stand him. You know, he, yeah, right. he was just yeah he, he was just your typical sort of jock prick, you know. And uh, and I I feel like the turning point, at least for for me with him, was I think it was season two, episode I, I want to say episode eight, the Man City episode. Yeah. Where um where his he's getting his dad tickets to the game and then afterwards they they lose the game and then his dad comes down to the locker room and is taunting him and he and Jamie winds up punching him. And yeah. uh and and then uh Roy walks over, hugs him, and he just sort of breaks down in, in Roy's arms. And that was the first moment in the entire series where I felt bad for Jamie. Um and I, I feel like the way that this show has has built him up since then and has mm-hmm. really made him this really sort of upstanding guy who really has become accountable that accountable guy that Keeley always wanted him to be and uh, and and you know and and more of a team player um, it just it it made me so happy to see where he ends up thinking about where he started when, when, yeah. you know, when, when the entire crowd back in season one was, was, uh, was chanting his name and he was saying me, 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 yep. me. And now, you know, and, and now he's like, he's, he's passing the ball to his fellow players and, yeah. he, and, and, and he's actually like, you know, developed this friendship with, with Roy, which is another one of my favorite things about this entire series. Um, and, and, He's just become this really like you know he he's still Jamie but he's like the elevated version of Jamie. Yeah. And, mm-hmm.
2: and Brandon just to like add on, since I know Sam is your favorite char- favorite character, what do you think about him Jamie wearing Sam's number in the National Game? Like the I love that. I, that was I so love good. that. And <laughs>
3: actually and, and and another moment involving Sam that I love with Jamie is when uh is when um uh when Sam does the protest and he blacks out his Jersey and and Jamie was one of the first people to say, pass me the tape. And, you know, you know, we're a team, we all have to wear the same kit. And so I, you know, just seeing Jamie's growth throughout all of this um, has been such a joy. And, and, and I agree, Phil, uh, Phil Dunster did such a wonderful job playing him. And the fact that he hasn't been nominated for an Emmy yet, I don't think, or, or he I don't it's going to be this mo-
2: year.
0: It's going be this
3: year. He has to be nominated.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I totally agree. I couldn't. Uh, Jeff, did you have any comments about Jamie?
0: Oh, no. I was going to go back to our comments where uh, oh, yeah. you know, we were going to make a uh, couple names. So I came with Romy. <laughs> and adventure that led to bromies. <laughs> <And that movie laughs> came up with joy. <laughs> it's like, ah, these are so cute. So, they really should be a couple. That's <laughs> yeah, so funny.
1: Uh, I saw a comment here that said. Um, Jamie was his favorite storyline. Hate that he ended up with Cersei and Brienne. Um, that's not the right Jamie, sir. That's the wrong Jamie. I think you're watching a different show. That was so good, Carlos. Well done, man. Oh man, solid. Carlos solid. is the best. We right. love him. Um, the the other person who I I so we talked about uh, how Sam got um. Jamie was wearing his uh, number. But we also get to see that Sam actually finally got to play for the Nigerian League at the end, which you know how much it meant to him. I was so happy to see that. You don't understand how happy that made me because you know that's what he wanted more than anything. And that was amazing. Uh, (laughs) I was really glad to see that. And then um, Isaac also got the last penalty shot, which was really great because in the earlier seasons, he's the one who had the penalty shot that was so bad that it broke the glass in the first episode um and then you see like he missed it and then it turns out it went right through the net amazing i literally thought he missed it i love the way that they switched that up on us uh which was really really great um anything else you guys want to add before we go make sure i didn't miss anything
2: um i i feel like it would be uh, like uh, like i think we would be doing like pride uh since it is pride month we'll we'll we, we would be not doing the show justice if we're not talking about Colin, like mm. Colin oh, yes. being like, a Oh queer yes! Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Like I th- season three really like hi- highlighted that. I think that they hired a lot of queer and female writers, like on the show, the fact that yeah. like, cause when, when we, when we, when it revealed that Colin, what was actually like gay and, like that was at the point of the season where I was like, I don't know about this the show. It's like it's kind of like I'm not really feeling the show anymore. And then when they revealed that, I was like, Whoa, this is this is interesting. Just because I love that T- Ted Lasso was able to like kind of like dive dive into that because like it or not, like there there is there are a lot of like LGBT like like athletes out there, and the fact that like oh, yeah. Ted Lasso like. Like dive, dived into that and c- talked about like what they actually go through. I thought was actually mm-hmm. really refreshing and nice. But
0: yeah, and I'm glad that the end. It was know, really great.
1: And t- uh, Trent, and- Trent got a part yes. of it yes. too. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that was great. That was really and, th- and and he says that in one of the uh, episodes too. Like that's all he ever wanted to do was be able to do that in public, and mm-hmm. he got a chance to do that. Uh, and what I was saying something. Um, Trent got to be a big part of that too. He turned out to be also uh, gay, and I thought that was interesting because it was like, oh, cool. So now he's, you know, someone who can like uh, mentor him or whatever and give him advice, which I thought was really good. And if not a straight mm-hmm. person giving him advice, I was mm-hmm. a little curious about where they were going with Isaac and him. Because Isaac was coming off, like, a little weird. I was like, whoa, please don't make Isaac homophobic. I thought, like, that's where they were going. And then they turned out to be, like, bros, and they played video games at the end, and it ha- ended up being happy. And I was glad to see that. So, yeah, definitely thanks for bringing that up.
0: Yeah. Uh, what
1: else do we got? Anything else? God, see,
3: so we much got the
0: season, but I think we covered it all, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, right, I did... Well, I did oh, want to God. just bring up like one of my favorite quotes from from this season finale was from uh, was from Higgins, uh, where mm-hmm. he said, uh, and and I actually wrote it down because I t- I took notes because I'm a nerd like that. Oh, dude, you <laughs> <I laughs> notes too.
0: That's why I'm always looking this way. Yeah.
3: <laughs> when but uh, 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 during the Diamond Dogs meeting, um, Higgins <laughs> said,
2: <laughs> Higgins <laughs> said,
3: people are people are never going to be perfect, Roy. The, the best we can do is to keep asking for help and accepting it when you can. And and, and if you keep on doing that, you will always be moving towards better. Uh, I, I, that I feel girl. like that's such a great representation of what this show is about.
1: Oh, that is so great, man. Brandon, we're so glad you came on this episode, man. It was a pleasure having you. This can't be the last time. We got to have you back on. Uh, before we go, tell people where they can find you.
3: Uh, so you can find my work over at agentsoffandom.com. If you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at indigo underscore fifteen. And if you want to follow Agents of Fandom on Twitter, you can uh, find us at agents at agentsfandom. I believe we're something different on just about every platform.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: awesome. Thank you so much. And Marley, where can people find you? Uh, people could follow me anywhere with the username at Marley Loves Film. I'm talking about film like constantly on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Letterbox, uh, YouTube. I'm starting to get on YouTube, so just, hey. just, just, just hit, just hit, almost close to 60, 60 subscribers on YouTube. And then uh, I also host What's a like podcast. Yeah, I, I I host a podcast called the Real Lovers Podcast where I watch uh, I'm I'm watching all of the movies in the Letterbox Top Two Hundred and Fifty, and I just posted uh, our Solaris review. So yeah, nice. Guys, go follow Marley. Get him up to 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> giggity. Uh, giggity. 58. Here we go. <laughs> All what right. right. Now, man. Thank you. Well, thank you.
1: Well, thank you, everybody, in the comments. Emma, TJ, Aisha, uh, Carlos, everybody that was in the comments. Really, really appreciate you guys. And until next time, guys, yeah, salam. Ruby, Adam,
0: everybody. everybody. Wait,
1: wait. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm going to switch it up this time. Salam. Farewell, I'll weed us and goodbye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. I love that. Bye.